Let's just do a little review. Some facts about trusting God. We saw that trusting God is a promised quality of His people. Matthew 12, 21 quotes a prophecy from the Old Testament that says, In His name, Gentiles will trust. We saw that trusting in God is a key to being blessed by Him. Those who trust in Him will be blessed. The Bible says it over and over again in Psalm 32. It says, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Psalm 84, 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Proverbs 16, 20, He who heeds the word wisely will find good, will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Proverbs 28.25, he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Proverbs 29.25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Jeremiah 17.7 says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Trusting in him is a key to being blessed by him. It's a key to slowing down and not living the impulsive life that the world so often lives. It enables us to resist temptation when we trust in Him to jump out and maybe spend money we don't have or do something we'll regret later. We trust in Him, know that He has our best favor in His heart toward us, but we must trust Him. Amen? You ever had somebody you really wanted to bless, but the lack of trust in their heart caused them to kind of mess the relationship up? That's us with God. Number three, trusting and worshiping God go hand in hand. If we trust Him, we're going to worship Him. Amen? Those who trust Him will worship Him. It just, it just works that way. As you trust Him, He blesses you. We trust Him for salvation. He blesses us with the gift of eternal life. He blesses us with the forgiveness of sins. Takes a load of guilt off of our back. How many is thankful for that? Not because we're worthy, but because He is gracious. Amen? And so out of that experience comes thanks. I mean, it just happens naturally. So trusting God and worship comes hand in hand. So sometimes the answer to worship isn't singing harder, but checking your trust level in your heart. Have I been trusting God? And as we trust Him, He brings change to our life. And I'd like to add this. Wasn't in there last week, but you know, when a pastor reviews the sermon, he always sees something else he wished he preached. There's always three sermons the one you prepare, the one you actually preach, and then the one you wished you preached. So, this is from the one I wished I preached. Number four, God wants us to fully trust Him with confidence. Read that to your neighbor. He wants us to fully trust Him. Isaiah 26 said, You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts in you. He wants to keep us in peace. And He's able to do it with those who trust in Him. He said through the pen of Isaiah, chapter 57, verse 13, He who puts His trust in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. That's the place of communion, the place of relating to God. That's, that's Mount Zion in each of our lives. It is our portion in this life on earth to taste heaven every day as we worship Him and put our trust in Him. How many is glad about it? So God wants us to trust Him. How can we become God trusters? Understand what it means to trust. Trust is a verb and a noun. As a verb, it means to place confidence in, to rely on, to believe in or give credit to, to commit to the care of, to venture out confidently. Some of us may be held back by fear, and the problem isn't really fear. It's a need to trust Him more. Step out. Get out of the boat, St. Peter. Know the God you want to trust. Know the God you want to trust is a major key. How can you trust someone if you don't know them? The word trust is a noun, which also means was also a noun, which means confidence, a reliance or resting of the mind on the integrity, the veracity, the justice, 
the friendship or the soundness of another. That's, if we can't trust God, we can't trust nobody, amen? I know that's not good English, but it is good Greek. In Greek, the double negative enforces the negative. And thirdly, to become a a God truster, we should totally commit our life to his care. David said to us in Psalm 34, 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. The word commit means to roll upon. To roll your work or your way on the Lord. To roll it upon him. Peter said it like this. Cast all your cares on him. Throw all your cares on him. For he cares for you. And trust him with everything that concerns you. The word promises that he'll perfect everything that concerns us. Many times when we cast our cares on him, we're like the fisherman. Casting the net and pulling it back. Or casting the rod and reel. I preached on this one Sunday and had a rod with a weight on it. And cast out and kept reeling it back. I said, cast those cares on the Lord and cut that line. Leave it with him. Amen. Some trust building truths about God. Winding up the, the review of last Sunday so we can get to this Sunday. Trust building truths about God is he is trustworthy and deserving of our confidence because his care is constant and his gifts are generous. When God gives us something, he's not an Indian giver. He doesn't take it back. His gifts are without repentance. He gave, he gave Israel the, the uh, uh, favored place of being the chosen people. And although many times he has reason to take that back, he hasn't. Not because they are special, but because he has made them special. Because his choice, when God predestines something, he does not back off from it. Tell your neighbor, you've been predestined. Amen. Number two, he's entrusted to us all the blessings we have. Everything we have, he has given to us. What does that mean? It really belongs to him, doesn't it? And we are the trustees of everything he has given us. We are his stewards or his trustees. And he wants to trust us. Tell your neighbor, other neighbor, God wants to trust us. Have you found Matthew 25 yet? The parable of the talents. Let me read it to you. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man going to a far country. There are some parallels in this story with Jesus. One day he'll provide redemption for us in this gospel of Matthew not too long after this. Just the next chapter or two it happens. And then by the end of the book he leaves and goes to heaven to a far country. It's not ten zillion light years away as the song goes, although I like that song. It is far enough away for us to need a resurrection to make it there, amen? And so he leaves and goes to a far country and entrusts to us, I'm getting ahead of myself, his, his blessings, amen, his purposes. All right, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, verse 14, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, Immediately he went on a journey. Now, the word talent there isn't what you think it is. It's not the special ability to play an instrument well or to build some awesome piece of art or awesome piece of architecture or building or, or an awesome garden. That is talent. But this word talent is, is a form of currency in that day that during the days of the Roman Empire, it... Uh, was worth 6,000. One talent was worth 6,000 denarii. In another parable that Jesus told about some workers who worked all day, worked half a day, and worked for an hour, they each got paid one denarii. So this is like 6,000 days wages, one talent. So one is given five talents or 30,000 days wages. Another is given two talents or 12,000 days wages. And another is given one talent or 6,000 days wages. He who had received five talents went and traded with them 
and made another five talents. All right, he went into business, took advantage of the opportunity. Who's heard it said it takes money to make money? Takes some money to make money sometimes. Likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Why did he do this? Well, without reading the rest of the story, you'd think he did it out of jealousy. I didn't get five talents. I didn't get two talents. Meanwhile, my goodness, he's got 6,000 days wages here. Why was he only given one talent? That's not fair. Well, we each have different abilities. And, and uh, the first part of the parable there, verse 15, he says he gave to each one according to his own ability. His boss, his master, his Lord believed and knew he had the ability to work with this one talent, this 6,000 days wages, and do something profitable with it. All right, he invested in these three guys. Verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more. So his uh, 30,000 days wages became 60. Verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter in to the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now, on the surface, one may look at that. Well, the master should be happy. Should be happy. He got his money back. But who invests money just for it to sit there? like investing money in your checking account well mine has interest on it well it's not very much he could have given that one talent to the guy with five and made six more instead of five more so his boss was upset and answered and said to him verse 26 you wicked and lazy servant you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at least, at, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. He's gone a long time. He could have profited that way. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. And then listen to these serious words. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. What does that mean? Everyone who profits, everyone who takes advantage of the opportunities I give him will receive more than what I've given him. But those who don't take advantage or take the opportunities or venture out will lose what they have. Verse 30, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The pain of regret. Heaven's going to be a wonderful place. But could it be a sad place if we realize we could have done more with the lives that he's given us? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray in the name of Jesus, your name, Father, that we would hear you speak to each of us. Apply this word to our hearts to our own unique situations in life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to ask a new question today. Last Sunday was, are there any God-trusters in the house? Today is a sermon with about a half a dozen titles. <laughs> I guess the primary one that stands out is, can God trust me? Ask yourself that. Can God trust me? 
Is God a you truster? Is God a me truster? Basically, are we trustworthy? Our master wants to trust us and for our trustworthiness to grow. If you've ever had children, if you're a parent, you want to trust your children, don't you? You don't trust me. That's right, I don't. They say it as though you, you don't want to. You want to, but the last time you gave them a curfew, they violated it by an hour or more. So you shorten it up some so they can earn that trust. I want to say this. Trust and forgiveness are two different things. When you're forgiving someone, you remove the penalties for the infraction, they're forgiven. Justice has been served. Jesus died for our sins. Amen. But when trust has been destroyed, it's got to be rebuilt. You're not right back in that same position you had. I believe you can get there and be even in a better position of being trusted. But you've got to learn to be trustworthy. Because there's some flaw in our character that will cause us to violate trust. He, our master, entrusts little things to us so we can learn how to be faithful. Oh, I just wish somebody would trust me with 6,000 days wages. Well, how are you doing with one day's wages? Be faithful with what you got so you can do more. Be faithful with what you got so you can do more. Uh, John Maxwell says that a man came up to him and says, if I I had a million dollars, I'd give it to the church. He said, oh, no, you wouldn't. How can you say that? How about that tin you got in your pocket? He entrusts little things to us so we can learn how to be faithful. You want to hear another funny story? This is a joke. Now, this didn't happen. Preacher went by to see a farmer in his church and said, Mr. Farmer, Mr. McGregor, we'll call him Mr. McGregor, if you had 100 horses, would you tie 10 of them to the Lord? He said, man, I'd give half of them to the Lord. Give the Lord 50. I could have 50. He says, if you, oh, that's great. If you had 10 cows, would you give five of them to the Lord? Oh, yes, I'd give five cows to the Lord. If you had four goats, would you give two of them to the Lord? Yeah, I would. If you had two pigs, would you give one of them to the Lord? Now, that's not fair, preacher. You know I got one. You know I got two pigs. (laughs) Thirdly, those found to be faithful with little will be trusted with more. We're faithful with little. We will be trusted with more. Think back in your own life as a child. As you learn to be faithful, you were trusted with more. I don't want this word to condemn anybody, but there may be some here or someone or someones that aren't trusted with very much right now. But I'm telling you, trust Him with what you've got. Be faithful to do God's will with what you've got. Begin to do the right thing and he will establish a path for you to be trusted with more. It's a law of the universe that he set in play. Those who are not trustworthy with little will not be trusted. They can even lose, as in this parable, lose the little they got. Final point on this sheet. When we become more trusting, we are more trustworthy. This unprofitable servant said to his boss, you're a hard man. He didn't trust him. He was afraid. What if I lost it? What if I blew it? I don't trust myself. I don't trust my boss. I don't trust nobody. You don't venture out and begin to trust God and people. Your world will get very, very small. Got to trust Him. Trust someone to provide leadership for your life. Yvette and I, uh, when our kids grew up and left home, the empty nest syndrome hit us big time. So we took in a homeless guy. It wasn't long before we took in another one, and then they invited a friend and another one. Before we knew it, we had five of them living with us. 
We learned that didn't work because their influence, their influence uh, was more than ours because, you know, as Americans, we think democratically. Alan, the vet, just two people. There's five of us. We know what's going on. They would trust each other but not trust us. They wouldn't trust us enough to give them leadership over their life. And when you hear someone say, nobody's going to tell me what to do, that's someone who won't trust anybody. I think one day I said to somebody, nobody's going to tell you what to do. You know where that's going to get you? In a cell, and you will do what's being told you by the biggest guy in there. All right, moving right along. Um, Please don't take this as bragging or anything. This is just me putting myself on the line in front of you, bearing my soul. Um, many times as a preacher, you use the word you too much. And you try to be inclusive, us, and, and try to use me. So it's time for an illustration of, of some of this explanation. And I say this in view of what Paul did. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He also said here in 1 Corinthians 15, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. Possibly the number one thing God is using to make me who I am today is thankfulness. The number one thing God is using to make me more trustworthy is his teaching on being thankful for all that's entrusted to me. Even though, now this next line is going to relate to the past, even though... Sometimes I might rather have hoped for more or better opportunities as I would define them as such. Sometimes what you think is better really isn't better for you. The Father entrusts things to us according to our ability. I was a quitter uh, as a young man. Went to school and quit two weeks before the first semester was over. It's a waste of time. So I had to go, <laughs> had to go back later after I had a family. It was much harder. Realized I was in error and repeat that semester. Um, some uh, hardships developed in my life due to not being trustworthy. And hardships developed in the lives of others because of my not being trustworthy. But God began to burn that chaff out of me. How many of you go ahead? He does that to us. And part of what he did was to get to my pride. What will make a person not be trustworthy is pride. Well, I didn't get five talents. I only got one, so I'm not going to do anything. Pride. He did it through a couple different jobs I had. One job where I was demoted back to rock bottom from the top position in the job twice. And I couldn't quit. I had to stay there because I couldn't find another job that paid as much. So I was trapped. But he developed a trustworthiness where I wouldn't want to quit and where it wasn't about my pride. It was about his will in my life. And so often... What I would do to encourage myself is make a list of things. I'd take a sheet of paper and just write a title across the top. Top ten things. Yeah, I've been doing the top ten list for years. Top ten things I have to be thankful for. And I'd begin to write them off. Right up there towards the top was my wife. (laughs) By the time I got to number ten, I began to feel better. And then I would read it off and sing it back to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. And it began to develop a faithfulness in me as he was crushing that pride in me through my circumstances. I became faithful with little things so that he could trust me with more. In this room are dozens of people that have similar stories. God works on our character. Don't be depressed with where you're at. Embrace it. He's working on you. You're not who you're going to be, and you're not who you were. Thank the Lord. He's moving us ahead, moving forward, amen, not looking back. Never, never, never. Application, how to become trustworthy. 
Back to that last point of the explanation. When we become more trusting, we become trustworthy. It reminds me of a story of the turtles that went on a picnic. Mama turtle, daddy turtle, baby turtle. And they walked, took them a couple weeks to get to the picnic grounds. And when they got there, they discovered they had left the ketchup at home. So they turned to baby turtle and said, Junior, we're tired. You're faster than us. Plus, you didn't carry anything over here anyway. You just played. Go back home and get the ketchup. Junior said, I ain't going. I don't trust you. Why? You'll eat without me. I know you will. No. Now, look, we're your parents. You have to do what we say. We promise you we will not eat without you. So he left, went home to get the ketchup, was gone one week, two weeks, three weeks four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. And mom and daddy turtle getting really hungry. What are we going to do? Oh, but we can't eat. We promised him. He's going into the third month. And daddy turtle says, I I can't take no more. I'm going to get something to eat. And as he opened the picnic box, baby turtle jumped from behind a rock and says, I knew you were going to eat without me. I ain't going. How to become more trustworthy. Believe your heavenly father wants to trust you. This is part of my journey as a believer. Part of my journey as a Jesus follower is him developing trustworthiness in me. He wants to trust us. Just like a loving parent who wants their child to grow. You want to trust Junior. But you know not to trust him or her too much. Ten years old, you're not going to give them the keys to your car. You want them to be able to handle what you can trust them. So it is with the Heavenly Father. He wants to trust you with more. You begin to believe that. And not think of God as a cruel father waiting for you to make a mistake. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to make it. He does. Don't try to take shortcuts. Oh, but that TV preacher's told him if I told me if I sowed a seed, I'd be a millionaire. Well, let's see him make it work first. And let the Lord develop on your character. Amen. Next, see yourself as one of your father's trustees. We say the word trustee. Trustee is someone who's entrusted with resources. It is a steward. It is a manager, as it were, of someone's resources. Um. We would all love to be Bill Gates, but you don't know what it's like to be Bill Gates. He's got to have people help him manage all that resource that he has. And there's occasionally maybe the need to sift out some managers that may not be doing as good a job. It's a painful thing. So enjoy where you're at right now. Amen. You are one of the Heavenly Father's trustees. Yep. The one who owns Six Flags is your daddy. And he's entrusted you with some things, some assignments. Man your battle station. Proverbs says the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth, but a wise man's eyes are in his head. Look at the task before you and be faithful there. And he will take you home. A trustee is someone who does not own what is entrusted to him. That's an owner. But a trustee has been entrusted with that which does not belong to him. In reality, as believers, everything we have, we believe, the Father has entrusted to us. He gave us the relationships for us to be blessed. He gave us the ability, the skills, the gifts, the talents, as it were, to be where we are in life. The resources we have, he's given to us, entrusted to us, to do his will with those things. I think sometimes we think, We are the owner of our life. We are our own Lord, and we can bury what we want to bury and waste what we want to waste and see regret by the end of our life come upon us. I read a story of a woman who'd finished shopping and returned to her car. She saw four men inside her car, so she reached in in her purse, drew out her handgun, and screamed, I have a gun, and I know how to use it. Get out of my car. 
the four men jumped out without a second invitation and ran. She got in the car, loaded up her groceries, and to her dismay, the key wouldn't fit in the ignition. <laughs> Looked around and saw her car, saw her car, three cars down. So she got out, got in her car, and drove straight to the police station to turn herself in. And she told the sergeant there at the desk her story. He roared with laughter, and he pointed to the end of the room. There were the four men who come to report a lady with thick glasses who carjacked their car. <laughs> You see, she thought it was her car, but it really belonged to someone else. We think our lives are our own when they really belong to God, and we are his trustees. Isn't that good? <clears throat> Believe that he has entrusted you with all that you have, your family, your job, your skills, your community, your church, your resources. Yes, all those little things. Are there some little things you've been overlooking? When you give thanks, you don't offer thanks for them? Oh, but uh, my little things are little problems. But little problems, if you find a solution, can become a business. Bruce Barton, a former politician who passed away in 67, said, sometimes when I consider what tremendous consequences come from little things, I'm tempted to think that there really are no little things. Be faithful to do his will with all that is entrusted to you. Believe your heavenly father wants to trust you. See yourself as one of his trustees. Believe he has entrusted you with all that you have. And be faithful to do his will with all that you have. Martin Luther was approached by a shoemaker and asked, What can I do to do the will of God? And he said, What do you do? He says, I make shoes. He said, Then make good shoes and sell them at a fair price. Notice he didn't tell the man to make Christian shoes. Sometimes that fish sign, I run from it. And he didn't tell the man to leave his shoe business behind and go to hide in some monastery. He said, make good shoes and sell them at a fair price. Do the will of God. Be faithful in all that he's entrusted you to do. And watch for opportunities to do his will as a trustee. Look for opportunities. St. Teresa of Avila said these words, Many people neglect the task at hand and are content with wishing to do the impossible. Many people neglect the task that lies at hand and are content with having wished to do the impossible. Oh, I want to do great things for God. Well, how about some small things? And be thankful, which is key to being a faithful trustee. Being thankful. That unprofitable steward in the parable of Jesus was not thankful. He's a hard man. He, uh, he makes money where he doesn't invest money. I'm just going to bury this thing. He should have been thankful for the opportunity because uh, he came back to settle accounts which didn't just mean he came back to get his money back. He came back to settle up with them and pay them for their services. They were his brokers, as it were. So it is. Be thankful with what you've been entrusted. It is a key to being a major part of uh, being a faithful trustee. Before the day is over, take a sheet of paper and entitle it, My Top Ten List of Things to Be Thankful For. And then number it off one through ten. Just dive out there, not knowing what you're going to fill it in with. And just say, Lord, what do I have to be thankful for? And begin to write them down. And make a quality decision to be faithful to serve those ten things. What if I come up with twenty? Well, make a quality decision to serve with those twenty things. I thank God he's entrusted you with twenty. May you have a hundred one day. Amen. I could start you off with number one. I am thankful for Jesus and what he's done for me. And what he continues to do for me. Again and again and again. So thankful. 
Watch this. Lord, we thank you for the air that we breathe. Thank you for oxygen. Lord, thank you for our breath. You said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for the air we breathe right now. Lord, may we be faithful stewards to return to you in praise all that you've given to us. And more than songs, return to you in investing those opportunities you've given us, Lord, to do your will and be faithful where we are at. Lord, I ask you to forgive us where we've been unthankful and ungrateful. And help us to see, Lord, that Thanksgiving is a way of life that literally begins the process where we mature, we grow, and even our circumstances are changed. Lord, help us to give you thanks in everything knowing that all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. Thank you so much. Thank you for you, Father. Thank you that you gave your only Son to come and live a perfect life. Thank you that you allowed him to die. Thank you, Jesus, for submitting to the will of the Father and giving your life for us and then conquering death for us and arising from the dead as our Savior so that through faith in you, Lord, our sins could be paid for, our guilt could be gone, and we could become your trustees. Thank you so much. Lord, I pray for every person here. I ask you, Lord, to comfort those who are distressed, to begin to step out of their depression and begin to give thanks where maybe they haven't been giving thanks, to begin to step out in trustworthiness with what little they have, so that, Lord, you can entrust them with more. Lord, we thank you that you show yourself strong to those who cry out to you. I pray, Lord, if none have, if there's anyone who's never cried out to you, Lord, that they would do it and say, Lord, I need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to end the service with uh, two things. Uh, worship, like for Scott to come back and lead us in another song, sing another song to us as well as ministry for those that need to receive prayer. Trusting God is trusting Him not only with, with the good things in your life, but trusting Him with, with the, 
struggles in life, trusting Him to help you make the right decision, trusting Him for healing, trusting Him for provision, trusting Him for guidance, whatever it would be, we would love to pray with you today. And so in one minute, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come and join me across the front here as Scott leads us in worship. And when the prayer team comes forward, I invite you, if you would like to receive prayer, we believe that God answers prayer. He's entrusted to us the responsibility of praying for one another. And uh, so we would like to, as his trustees, approach him on your behalf and pray with you about anything you need to trust the Lord with. Amen. And so can we stand as Scott leads us in worship? And can the ministry team come and join me across the front? And as they're coming, come and join them and come to one of them and say, you know, I need prayer for this particular issue. Amen. like to receive prayer, we're here to pray with you as the rest of us worship. receive prayer, don't leave. As, as someone becomes available, just step up and receive prayer. I want to pronounce a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace and enable you to trust Him 
more as he makes you more trustworthy. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to Yeah.